brothers, sisters, children. This evening we have completed our hearing in reverence and acceptance of the words of our Lord. For some, it is a familiar journey. It is like crossing a great continent from shore to shore, beginning with Al-Fatiha and ending with an nas We have heard the roaring of the thunder and the song of the birds. We have crossed through deep, mysterious forests. We have seen mountain peaks soaring above us. It is a unique land, an extraordinary experience to travel through the word of the eternal Lord. And every believer has his own way of feeling his heart shaped and softened and lit up by this journey. We all have our favorite places, our memories of when we memorized a particular verse. We all have our own way of being astonished by the sheer musicality of the text, by the concatenation of vowels and consonants, by the extraordinary rhymes, by the sometimes ecstatic rhyming prose, the sajj of it all, we all have our attachment to this most extraordinary of books. But the Qur'an is associated with the night, which is Laylatul Qadr. <coughs> and this makes the night a mystery. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not chosen to disclose to this ummah exactly when this blessed night will fall. Seek it out, we are told, in the last ten nights of Ramadan. But for some scholars, it could be any night of Ramadan. For others, it could even be outside Ramadan. It is hidden, it is veiled, it is a mystery. Because so many of the greatest and the finest and the most profound things are veiled from human sight. We do not even gaze upon Al-Ka'bah to Musharrafah. There is a veil before it. And so we hope that this is the night in which we recall the supreme miracle of God's own uncreated speech coming to this world, the world of mulk wa shahada, from the inconceivable light of the unseen, from the ghayb, from above seven heavens whose nature we cannot conceive into this world of space and time so that we here in Cambridge can hear its sounds and benefit from its blessings. So we've completed this journey this evening and we remember how the Holy Prophet began with this journey when the revelation first came to him and the terrifying experience that that was. We experienced the Qur'an as this wonderful symphony, this sweetness that we could listen to forever. Even if we do not understand one word, the sheer beauty of the speech carries us along and the hours go by as if they were minutes. This is one of the secrets of the book and we are reminded of the secret in this month, which is the month of the Qur'an. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an the month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was sent down. But for the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa it was no easy introduction. 
revelation came to him like a great detonation, like a light of an unknown kind coming from an unseen world. Imam al-Bukhari begins his great Sahih with the story of the beginning of revelation. The first beginnings of revelation for the Holy Prophet was the righteous, the true dream in his sleep. This is even before the Qur'an that it is part of revelation. And he would not see a dream but that it came like the breaking of the day. And we are baffled. What is a dream like that is like the breaking of the day? It's hard to imagine. But this was the dawn of prophecy to the Chosen One, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his illuminated heart, which had been cleansed in his childhood by the angels themselves and washed in the dish of ice so that it could be the purest thing on earth to receive this great word. He was being prepared for this tremendous event, this wahi, this inspiration from the beyond, from the real world, from al-haq, tabaraka wa ta'ala. And then, in his purity, his disappointment with his own people, his determination to follow the way of his forefather Ibrahim Khalilullah he goes into his retreat in the Ghari Hira, in the cave on Mount Hira. And then it happens. The journey for him begins, not with the Fatiha, but with the commands, Iqra. The magnificent angel whose wings spread from horizon to shining horizon terrified him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the angel grabs him in this most fearsome of experiences, and chokes him and says, Iqra. And the choking is so great, he choked me until I almost came to my, my end. I reached the limits of my endurance. And he says, recite. And the Holy Prophet replies, alayhi salatu I am not a reciter. What am I to, recite, to read? What is this strange, mysterious commandment? This, this incredible being who's throttling me is asking me to do. And this happens three times to make it even more terrifying. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And finally he hears the words which drop like dew from heaven. The first words, Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Recite in the name of your Lord who has created. Khalaq al insana min alaq. Created man from a, a clot, a blood clot. فَرَجَعَ بِهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَرْجُفُ فُؤَادُهُ So he goes back with these words, with this message that has been delivered to him, this explosion from the unseen. يَرْجُفُ فُؤَادُهُ His heart is palpitating, beating fast. The fear of it, the majesty of it, and the weight of this word. 
but he comes to Khadija and she covers him in the mantle and you know the story. But the point is that this experience on this night of power is a powerful one indeed. Might, majesty, jalal. This is what was revealed to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inna tanulqi alayka qawlan thaqila. We shall send down on you a heavy word. What word? Allah's uncreated speech. لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله. Were we to send this Quran down on a mountain, you would see it shattered, broken apart from the fear of God. That would be its impact if revealed to a mountain. A mountain could not take this cosmic luminous detonation. But where did it come? In all of the heavens and the earth. What is its appropriate landing place? Nazalahu ala qalbik. He sent it down on your heart. No other phenomenon in space and time could carry this immense word. <coughs> but the heart of the chosen one, sallallahu alayhi could and did carry it. But it palpitates. And then the message proceeds. And then this immensely powerful Jalali word gets out amongst the Arabs with their miraculous knowledge of the beauty of the language. It is their only beauty. And it melts their hard hearts. It is the Qur'an that does this. And this is from the miracle of Allah's speech. So we hear it and we enjoy the beauty. And in this night of power, we experience the majesty of it. And we try with our hearts, because it's beyond the mind, to imagine what it is for God's uncreated speech to be with us in Cambridge this evening to hear words that are not created, not written, not composed, not premeditated, no drafts, no proofreading, the word of God, Kalamullahi al-Qadim. So as well as the beauty and as well as the terror and the majesty of our frail human flesh experiencing the majesty of the sublime creator, as well as this, we experience eternity. What happens in the mihrab? Why is our worship about the Qur'an? Why is the Qur'an in everything? Everything in the Muslim life leads to the mosque, and the mosque leads to the Qur'an, and our prayer is the Qur'an, and the Qur'an is the center of everything. It is our experience of transcendence. It is our experience of the existence of the real world. Because it is not of this world. آيات حق من الرحمن محدثة قديمة صفة الموصوف بالقدم. Verses of truth from the all-compassionate, renewed but ancient. Their quality is as the quality of He who has no beginning. So this word that is uncreated, that is not part of the normal growth and decay of this mortal world. This part of eternity comes to us through the heart of the Chosen One وسلم, in this spectacular night, this event horizon, this place where the normal rules of space and time and cause and effect and literary convention are torn asunder because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not bound by any of our laws and his book is mystery upon mystery upon mystery. Why did the surahs become shorter as we go through the book? Have we come across another book like that? We have not. 
Why do so many of the surahs begin with detached letters? Muqatta'at, Alif Lam Mim, Ha Mim, Yasin, Taha. Do we know what they mean? Not really. This is a mystery. The book is mystery upon mystery upon mystery. But when we experience it, when the sweetness comes to us, we experience this light. In every verse, Sayyidina Amr ibn al-As, who was a Sahabi who had a particular connection to Allah's book, used to say, Man al-Qur'an faqad Whoever recites the Qur'an, prophecy has been included between his two sides. It's just that he doesn't receive revelation. So when we hear it, we memorize it, we recite it, we read it, we engage with it, we breathe the breath of eternity. That which is purest of us is the breath that comes from the Ruh. And it is that part of us that experiences transcendence and the divine majesty and the divine glory. And that is what we have done this evening. As we have heard these vibrations and this resonance and these syncopations and these extraordinary sounds which are unlike anything in this world, transform us and melt us in ways that are too deep for us to understand. Sayyidina Amr ibn al-As says so many things about Allah's book. He also says that the recitation of the Qur'an is darajatun fil jannah Every verse you recite is another degree in Jannah. And a lantern in your houses. There is a light. For what kind of light? Not electricity. Not this light. The light we've experienced tonight was from the one who is Nurul Samawati Wal Ard, the light of the heavens and the earth, that which is below and beneath the surface of things and gives those things their reality. So this is the mystery of the Laylatul Qadr, which we struggle to understand, but we feel its importance. It is a night of power, of majesty. We recall the shattering impact of the revelation of the unseen to the heart of the Holy Prophet and we feel that majesty. But Allah is generous to this Ummah, and our experience of the Qur'an is of its sweetness. We love to hear it those extraordinary tonalities and rhythms. Somebody who has now passed on to the next world, who was a friend of mine, Ablati Friedman. He was a Jewish convert to Islam who lived in Gwaida Street, not far from here. He came as a musician. He was a composer. His works were performed by famous symphony orchestras in England. He came to Islam through, not knowing a word of Arabic, there's the rhythms of the Qur'an. He said these rhythms in this book are unlike anything else we musicians have ever experienced ever. This is extraordinary. And so forth. All of this hypnotized and gave him joy. He used to write pieces of music. Maybe the muftis would be uncomfortable. But he wrote pieces of music with the Qur'an's rhythms in them, and they were popular. This was what melted his heart and brought him to Islam. Rahmatullahi Ali. So that's one aspect, one facet of the diamond that is Allah's book. And as I said, we all have our own relationship with Allah's book. 
and our own gratitude to Allah for what he does for us and what he discloses to us through his book because it is nourishment. It is the greatest nourishment of Ramadan. There is the joy of iftar, we nourish our bodies. There is after the Isha, the nourishment of the spirit that comes from the Taraweeh, when we feast upon God's word, Ma'dabatullah, God's banquet. And what a beautiful banquet it is. A banquet, like all best banquets, shared between good friends, between brothers, the Ummah, which is the Ummah of those whose hearts have been changed by the Qur'an. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who hear his book, not just with their ears, but with their hearts, who recognize the majesty and the greatness of the revelation that was sent down upon the beating heart of the Chosen One, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on Jebel and Noor so long ago. May he make us people who hear the word and follow the best of the word, make us people who are not just made ecstatic by this word, but whose actions are changed, from whose hearts light spreads out into their families, into their neighborhoods, into the whole world. Let us be an ummah of light, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with this extraordinary blessing, this unique treasure this chest full of sparkling diamonds, which it is us, our privilege to experience in Ramadan and insha'Allah at any time. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all of the barakat of Ramadan and accept our good actions and accept our fasting, accept our good neighborliness, accept our forgiveness of each other, accept our adab insha'Allah and make us truly people who have, whose hearts are connected to the Qur'an and make us people who have some share in the mystery and the majesty of Laylatul Qadr. Barakallahu fikum wal afu minkum wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.